0: And welcome back to the Coffee Club Podcast special guest today for episode 74. We have Josette Norris. Last week we were talking about you. Is it Josette Norris or Josette Andrews?
1: So legally it's still Josette Norris because I haven't filled out the paperwork. But I did race in Andrews for the first time and I will be racing in Andrews and changing it once I do all the
0: paperwork. That makes sense. That makes sense. Good to to clear that up. And uh, we have a bean shout out as well. Josette very kindly brought us some beans all the way from Costa Rica. What's the story between the, behind these?
1: So these are the beans from my honeymoon with Robbie. Um, they're from Nayara Springs Resort in La Fortuna in Costa Rica. And um, the lady at the coffee shop, I was going there every single morning. They had a really cute coffee shop and of course there's a beautiful little sloth on it. And um, I asked her which ones would be really good for espresso and she recommended this bean, so. Hopefully you guys like
0: it. So kind of you. I mean, honestly, for me, the sloth just like wins me over. I so think cute. beans are one of those products now where there are obviously, there are like hundreds of different coffee beans out there. So it's how do you really choose which ones you want to purchase? And I think if you have something cute like a sloth on there, like that could yeah. seal the deal something for Something on the
2: front of the bag? Pff, yeah. That definitely sells it. <laughs> I'm also, I'm definitely a Central American. That's my go-to if I'm buying beans too. That's Costa Rica, like, Guatemala, that's awesome. Mexico columbia something like that
1: hope you guys like it
2: does look good
0: very excited to try them out
2: you know we should be having with these joe reminded us today that a uh the child labor wars have started otherwise known as girl scout cookie season (laughs) oh i didn't see that yesterday (laughs) we're trying to decide how much a box of girl scout cookies is these days
1: i was guessing like eight and then alicia was saying that when she sold them they were only (laughs) three dollars i'm like oh interest Dude. totally
2: it's gone up inflation's hit the girl scout <laughs> regime in a big way
0: i don't want to get too deep in this but how's that all work like they're they're raising money for is it like girl scouts usa i imagine is a big non-profit and like how's that all work? someone's probably getting <laughs> really rich off those cookies <laughs> that's, the, what that's I, the question no one sure knows work. i swear you might have to ask alicia
1: because I wasn't a girl scout, I just ate the cookies.
2: You know? Yeah. <laughs> they're good though. Yeah.
0: They, they make damn good cookies. They make <laughs> yeah. damn good. I wish, I, I don't know if this ever actually happened in America, I've just seen in the movies where they're coming to your door and offering to buy you, uh, sell you cookies. Like that sounds like, that's like classic, like American dream stuff right there. That's what I would like.
2: I feel like now they just post out somewhere. Yeah. There was, there was a version there in New Zealand with the cookie, cookie monster. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Do you have them in Australia? There was like a... We have a Capri version. So... I feel like that was a big door knocking thing.
0: Yeah. Definitely. some fun. I think if if someone appears at your door and they're a young child and they're offering to sell you some sweets and it's for a good cause... You can't say no. You can't say no. That's like a winning That's combination. That's why the business model is so good. It's a winning How are you supposed to say no? To the yeah. They're
1: right near the gym. So you guys can swing by and get uh, them at King's. Somehow,
0: <laughs> Somehow... We ended up with like 20 boxes two years ago at our Gun Barrel house. I'm not sure how that happened.
2: Dude, we had... They were, they were like still in the freezer two years later. Where did they all... There was box of
0: Thin Mints in the freezer. Where
2: did those all I come from? I think I from?
0: saw them
1: on my visit in October and I opened... You guys had candy <laughs> nighter, and surely.
0: cookies. I'm not sure how we got so many boxes, <laughs> but we had just forever... Like we had endless supply of them. Yeah. I'm not sure how it happened. And obviously all the good ones got eaten first and then all the other ones were just like left behind. But, yeah, it's, it's the season. It is the season. All right, yeah. next week we'll have to eat some on the show then, I guess. That'll be um, a great compliment to the coffee. But, yeah, thank you very much for the coffee, and thank you very much for joining us on the show. We wanted to get you on for what's it been. If, to me, it feels like you've been on the team for, like, forever. And I'm looking at it right now, and it's been less than two months. Yeah. That's mind-blowing.
1: Wow. Yeah, we came out. End of December, and no one was here for the first week. So Did
0: like, you move here
2: on Christmas Eve? <laughs> Christmas Eve, <laughs> flew crazy. out,
1: uh, had an eight-hour delay, <laughs> and we had the two uh, cats with us. Um, so that was that was a rough day. But we had plans with um, our friends Tori and Jackson for Christmas Eve, and we ended up getting to their house at ten thirty. Luckily, they saved us some food to eat. But um,
2: yeah, what, Christmas Eve, great Christmas. <laughs> that is a crazy <laughs> way to
0: fun. do it. I mean. I guess at that point you're just like yeah let's get to Boulder let's get to work I and mean, obviously like you came on a visit maybe three months or two months before that mm-hmm. and we could tell when you were on your visit that you were already eager to you know kind of get into the next chapter of the running career and all that so uh, it makes sense to just get on the get on the road and get it done and now you've been here and I don't know how you find it Are you feeling settled
1: yes finally feeling settled it um, took a little bit. We actually spent almost three weeks at our friend's house when we first got here. So we weren't in our apartment, but now we're finally like, settled in. Everything came. It just took a while for everything to get here with the cars and our pods. But um, now I'm definitely settled and it's been like a super easy transition, actually. I feel like not having to go from being like a college runner to a professional runner, like having three years of being a professional it made this transition a lot easier. So um, nothing feels too too new and scary. It's felt pretty smooth so far, which has been really nice.
0: Yeah, and I imagine probably having that first really good race. So obviously, like, Milrose came second, 4.20. I think when you have that race, maybe, I'm not sure if you had any doubts before that, but after that, it's like everything is like, oh, yeah. Like, this feels good, right?
1: That was definitely validating. There was a lot unknown, honestly, going into that race. Like, just with how the training has changed a good bit compared to um, Coach Fox. And then first race from altitude and opening up the season at a big meet like Milrose can be a little scary. But um, it went it went way better than I expected. So I was really happy. It was almost like a relief when I crossed the line. Um, but um, it makes me excited to, like, see where we are with doing a lot of strength work right now.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll just get into those questions now. It's been, the transition is always interesting. I agree with you 100% that since you were already a pro runner before, it's so different to come from the collegiate system to the pro system. However, hearing the way that you used to train, it was very different. The big one that, that I've noticed is the gym work. Because I think for anyone that joins our team, it's not like our gym work is any thing ridiculous but it's just different because we've mentioned many times jason uh our strength coach and chiropractor he has just a more unique way of looking at that stuff so pretty much all the exercises you're not really going to have done them before so and we were pretty surprised to hear that you had done zero gym work (laughs) since college was that correct
1: um yeah the last i haven't lifted in the last three years so um it's been a little different luckily like you said a lot of it is certain movements and not just um intense lifting so I definitely am on a baby lifting schedule right now but the biggest thing is that like practices are so much longer I'm used to just like showing up to a dirt road running for an hour leaving and not running again and now um the day is just so filled um and like intentional which is a good thing um but just my body's been adapting to that and of course the mileage has gone up a good bit as well, but, um, and then altitude, but um, I think it's only gonna help me in the mm-hmm. long term, but definitely was a big adjustment that first month, and now I feel like pretty settled into it.
0: Yeah, some of the things that are unique to our team is, well, one that is, I would say, m- some people would maybe find this surprising is we meet six days a week to train together, and I have the same thing where at first, it's like your fr- it's not like your freedom is gone, Like, I mean, your freedom is gone, I guess, because you (laughs) you do have to be here at a certain time. But then it is nice because then you don't have to think about it. But that is an adjustment because, for example, on team bus, we would do workouts and then we would lift right after them. So like that's a huge day right there. Mm -hmm. The difference with us is that we lift the day after our our workouts. So that's like our easy day. But you're still training for like two and a half hours. (laughs) So it's kind of like. It's a bit, it's not annoying. Like once you do it, you're like, oh, this is nice. Like once you get in the routine, it is nice. But you do have to get used to it because you don't have maybe quite as much time or the same freedom as before. So yeah, we meet six days a week. Just one day is, is our like not meet day. But then often we still run together and stuff. And so that is a new thing. And then the other thing is just the workouts are long and hard. Mm-hmm. And you've been matching up with Alicia for not everything, but most of them.
1: Almost Almost Every everything. single workout but one where I did a hybrid with um, Sage and Cinta and then jumped in with Alicia. But we've definitely been um, focusing on the strength. Dathan was like, I'd rather you just get as strong as possible right now and we don't do 1500 meter stuff and wait until we really know what we want to do. So um, I've been linking up a lot with her. She, of course, she's doing one or two reps longer than I do, but um, luckily with Coach Fox, like the workouts were intense, they were just shorter. Mm-hmm. So the biggest adjustment has been getting used to the longer efforts, like a 40-minute workout on the track. It's just It mostly is like more mentally taxing than um, physically taxing because it's pretty controlled efforts when you do that threshold on the track. But it's a little bit different because Coach Fox would approach like the track as faster and shorter and then we would do our strength not on the track it'd be on dirt roads over hills and a lot of like fartlicks and just hard efforts but you never knew what kind of shape you were in because it was so hard to tell with no rhythm no paces and then mm-hmm. you would just run on the track and be like oh I just ran a 302k right there yeah. in the middle of the workout and it felt good like you just yeah. never knew <laughs> mm-hmm. um so but it's been it's been really good it's been fun and yeah it makes the easy days different when you have to lift after that's always like a debate I feel like with people like do you lift on the harder days and make your easy days easier but it seems like we're approaching it as like a reset day and it's been I feel like I do feel better the next day after lifting on the recovery day to kind of like reset the system
0: yeah I I agree I think in the long run it's better I think uh yeah you probably experienced this as well it's Difficult initially because the lift does make you tired and sore. But once you have done the lift for a month or two months, it makes you, you don't really feel sore. You do just feel like actually better after it. So then it all kind of makes sense. But I think we do have to ask, like, what's it like to train with Alicia? Because ask guys for, yeah, the whole time I've been on the team, you know, the guys, we always have a nice crew working out <laughs> together. Generally, like, we're, all, you know, getting after together and we're doing big workouts, but there's like four of us to like share the pace. And then Alicia is always, has always been just doing a workout, which is the same or more relative (laughs) intensity, but just absolutely solo. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't had, I think, a training partner since she's joined the team, I don't think. So what's it like to go head to head with her in the workouts?
1: It's been, um, I feel like really cool working out with Alicia, honestly. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm working out with... Alicia Munson, right now, like this yeah. is great. Like, I, it gives me a lot of confidence. Um, I was surprised. I did like ask her on a run, like, who did you work out with on the team before this? Because she was acting like she hadn't run with anybody, and now um, Robbie's been helping us a lot, and she seems like really happy about that. Like, it's our little crew of three people right now for workouts, but it does seem like she hasn't been able to work out with anybody, and I, I think she appreciates having um, training partners, and it's been great for me. Um, I think luckily Dathan's been pleasantly surprised with my like aerobic capacity. I think he thought I was more of a fifteen hundred meter like runner compared to the five K, but I think I get to the mile a lot from strength work from the fifteen or the five K work. So um It's been really great for me. Um, I'm actually also pacing Alicia in the 10 next week, which will be, wait, in two weeks. Yeah.
0: Three weeks. No, two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Two inches, two weeks away. Yeah, two weeks
1: away. So um, that's going to be a really hard but good effort for me to get out there, and it's going to be really fun to chase after a fast time with her.
2: Yeah, should we talk about what their pace is real quick?
1: Yeah, they, um, they're requesting 15 minutes through the 5K, and oh I'm supposed to stay through 6K. What there
2: the are very hell. few paces that qualified in the running They line. were saying
1: they were having a hard time finding someone, and I saw Dathan and Alicia looking at each other at practice, and I like, turned my head, and I'm like, I think they're going to ask me to pace this race right now. But um, luckily, I, I'm excited about it. Um, I think it'll be fun. The pace lights should help me, too never paced a race ever um will be your first one but
0: pacing uh, is scary yeah it's a little
1: more stressful because it's like you're
2: i think the lights pressure. will simplify it a lot though mm-hmm.
0: that's what i've noticed watching races i think paces have gotten way better because of the lights yeah so if you just have to follow lights mm-hmm. makes
2: your job pretty easy you know well to i don't know about easy
0: that. it's still 15 minute 5k
2: <laughs> but that's ridiculous
1: David was like, where are your flats? I'm like, hmm, "No, I might be my spikes. No,
0: I think I'm going to be spiked up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be tapering for this one. <laughs> like, just a casual... I mean, it is crazy because we've seen the Bauman people do it. I guess last time they couldn't find any women that could pace at least for more than 3K. Yeah. Right? I think, it was I only think she days.
2: was solo for 7 plus K.
0: Yeah. But the guys had, the guys had pacing for 7K or 8K. Sean paced yeah. for I think, them, right? I,
2: no, I think last year it was... Like, Ollie hopped in for, like, a couple laps in his mm-hmm. Coffee Club t-shirt, remember? And then... Oh, yeah. wait, Atkins, And then Sam Atkins. Sam Atkins. And then Woody. Yeah. Oh. To, like, over 7K, I think. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, so, the guys so
1: that's had impressive a, to have, like, people yeah. helping you that far. Anyone that can pace usually wants to be in the race, so...
0: That is the reality. There's almost no one else here that could literally pace a 15-minute 5K <laughs> that wouldn't be racing in that race, so... <laughs> Well, I guess we'll see how it plays out. But I think Alicia was very lucky then to yeah. have you there to be able to do that. But, yeah, you guys do have a very nice little workout crew. It is. I've got to give a shout-out to Robbie. It's, like, I think it is clear if you're a female professional distance runner, once you get to a certain level, it just makes so much more sense to have a male help out with the pacing. because it's Because it's just, like, it's just, there's so limited, peop- like, amount of people that can, like, do it.
2: I remember when Helen was training for a bit? She went
0: through like I heard she
2: went through like
0: three
1: guy training. Uh,
0: at least I think. I think it was more than three. I think it was and more everyone than three. got hurt. Everyone got hurt trying like, to train with Helen yeah. because she was just doing the most ridiculous marathon training, just so casually. And all these guys, because all these guys are, you know, two twenty or quicker marathon runners, so they're really good. But they still couldn't train at the same level as Helen. Like, she could still train like beyond that level. So she was just destroying them and I think there would obviously be a sense of pride aspect to that as well if you sign up for that if you're hurting a lot you're not going to like back down you're just yeah. going to double down and go God. for it until your your body breaks I suppose and that's what ended up happening but yeah you guys got a very nice thing going it is good to see the women's team growing away mm-hmm. like that because the men has a couple more guys well how many more we still got one or two more guys but the women's team is coming along very nicely and that's good. I think they've got a good
2: balance now because they have all the way down to 800
0: Yeah, age. Kind of more mm-hmm. than we do. When are the guys gonna get an 800 runner? <laughs> I can't imagine that. I had, yeah. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. It'd be
1: hard to, because you guys are such strength runners that you come even from the mile from, like, a strength standpoint. Like, they can all run yeah, even three Sage, to five. Yeah, and Sage...
2: She still runs, like,
1: 70 to 80 running.
0: miles a week for yeah. an 800 runner. She does. But yeah. then she rips these, like, yeah. workouts where I'm just like, She's I could never do that. Ripping a
1: 58 at the start of practice when it's, like, 10 degrees, and I'm like, ouch.
0: Yeah, how you that? It looks that? painful. We should yeah. have...
1: We have a good range, though, on the women's team now. Yeah. I feel like we can each cover, like, you got Sage with the the... 8, 15. like Sinta is also like a really good aerobic mm-hmm. runner and she is going to crush the 5k when she does want to do it, but she can run the eight and the 15 and then I'm like 15, five. And then you have Alicia that can run across the board. Like we all cross over, mm-hmm. which makes it work really well for workouts. Um, yeah. And I'll probably link up a bit more with Sage and Sinta when we get closer to like turning over more and doing more 15 stuff. But since it's so early right now, in February, we're just focusing on, I guess, 5K, 10K work.
0: Yeah. Do you have a goal in terms of focus on the 15 or 5? Or is it kind of just see what happens?
1: Nathan wants to see what happens. He wants me to go run a 5K. I'll run one um, later, in, like early in the year, um, maybe like a month or two after this sound one. So this is why this is going to be like a good test. Like try to pace at 15 minutes and then go after a really fast 5 Five early but um, I told Dathan like I love running the 1500 in the summer so much at the end of the season because you can just run them back to back and the Diamond League 1500 is like the premier event it's so much fun um, so I'd love to be running the 15 at Diamond Leagues but for championships we'll just see see what happens because we'll just train like we're training for the 5k and then you kind of decide like mm-hmm. a month before to turn over a little bit more for the 15
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense and you guys are about to now it's crazy. You guys are already, like, ending your indoor season this week. So sad. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Just like that. So you guys are both racing at the BU Last Chance Invitational, and you guys are, are you guys both doing the mile? Mm-hmm. We are. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What are the goals for this one?
1: So the, we just added it also on the schedule because I missed Dr. Sanders because um, my hammy was not cooperating with me, and then opened up at Milrose, and we wanted to get another race in, and Milrose went so well. So I think for um, this meet, we're just gonna try to go out there and run fast. It'd be cool to just kinda test myself and see what happens, and just get in another hard effort um, in this indoor season, because we are in a good spot. So I think it's just gonna be like, trying to work on closing closing hard.
0: (laughs) Do you have pacemaking?
1: No, we're still trying to figure that out. We'll get there. We'll That's get there. why. If
0: only Robbie could just... I know. Oh,
2: that'd be Put the, the wig on, bro. Come on. Yeah. Come Wait. On, so you easy. ran 420 at Milrose. Yes. Is the only American to ever break 420 indoors at Al? Yep.
1: Because mm-hmm. then Mary um, Decker has run 420 as well, so...
0: Crazy. Mm. So you're gonna try to go quicker than that?
1: I, <laughs> I would love to break 420. That's like that would be my goal, and I feel like it that'd could, be pretty sweet at BU. That's the track to try to do it at. Um, it yeah. would be tough though if I don't have it, any help. So we'll see about that. But
0: Some, something about that BU track though, I have just seen so many people running solo, just looking amazing compared to in other races when yeah you see more of like the pack coming through and everyone rising up. I don't know. I'm just picturing like Yard or just. Even, I don't know, even like Joe running at the front. I think something mm-hmm. about that track, it doesn't matter. You I can think do it you, anyway. I think you can go there if you have the intentions. Hopefully, you have a pacemaker for 800 mm-hmm. or as far yeah, as possible. Yeah, 800 would be great. Mm-hmm. And then you just get off it.
1: I even split Milrose. I think I was 210, 210. So, um, now it's like, I'd love to go 210 and cut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, think, I agree Boston's with you. I think the it's the track. Yeah. I think it's the place to do it. And then, so... George, I think your race, from what we were talking before, will be a little more, a few more bodies in there.
2: Hopefully, it'll be competitive. Yeah. I haven't seen any entries, but word on the street is Andy Powell is skipping their made up conference. Yeah. To come to BU with his 25 sub four milers.
0: That's, it, that's so, so funny. Imagine that plane trip know. down. Like, you're on the plane trip down, and it's just like, the whole team is there. like yeah we all like all eight of us have sub four is going down to a race together it's just like they can just go do that
2: i think they already have three people maybe like three of them are going into the lays right now so i don't know if that means some are more trying to make in subways all those top guys likely if they're racing again you would think they're going for the collegiate record yeah like what's the what's Why the actual goal you go?
0: yeah
1: what is so,
0: the 16 time
2: on the men's mile list right now? 55,
0: <laughs> 55. I'm wow. pretty sure. It's almost when you have that many good runners, it's almost too many bodies on the BU track. On at the Dempsey, it's a bit more spacious. At the BU track, like it's gonna be a, gonna be a lot of bodies okay. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: just gonna throw down with some college kids. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> would be, be fun. fun.
0: Uh, I think the Uverse Wask, Wask and Joe Wascom, I yeah. believe, is is gonna be very good because you guys both have amazing kicks but he looks like he's incredibly like in a lot of pain and you look the opposite. <laughs> George never looks like he's even trying
1: and his legs are moving so quick.
0: I so, feel like my last lap,
2: um, prize money thing. It didn't catch on after the last <laughs> episode. We'll, we'll see get any Comments about that. We'll see what happens. How, how do you, we were talking about, well, I was suggesting we should have, there should be an incentive to get the fastest last lap of the race, like in formula one and but I don't know my if only, I guess
0: now I'm thinking about it, my only counterpoint is that everyone is already trying to do the fastest last lap if you think about it <laughs> it's the goal yeah if, if well you, I mean, that's if true you think, but you want but it then to then everyone's also trying to win yeah so it's a tough one
2: I still think yeah
0: I, there's, I feel there's like there's an opportunity there there's something, there's something there. there there's something there
2: maybe I should just I'm be sure putting my money where my mouth is if anyone
0: <laughs> just some form of a bet
2: uh, yeah, wait. That sounds illegal.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably not. I don't think you're allowed to bet on yourself. If your
2: oh. <laughs> runs a, a faster last lap than me, or like, bin more them, <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's for something. This is, but that that's sounds off the record. Yeah, that sounds we'll pretty get, illegal. We'll and I don't the, know if I can pay a college kid.
0: We'll get the college <laughs> club lawyers out before we say anything <laughs> official. This Am I allowed, allowed to, to pay a them? college kid? Probably money. not. That sounds. <laughs> not I don't think legit. they're even allowed to prize money, <laughs> unless it's to cover expenses. But now
1: with the new rule, maybe they can accept.
0: It's probably a loophole.
2: I'll create an NIL yeah. where if you <laughs> <laughs> run the Faster to in the race them. with me, You'll I'll sponsor, sponsor you a one-time Except
0: fee. the whole thing with the NIL is it's not allowed to be linked to performance. Oh, yeah. It has to be linked to your name or something. <laughs> your it's name, no-
1: image, yeah. likeness. I will,
0: <laughs> will consult with... It's off the record yeah. anyway. <laughs> this is just spitballing. But you did mention that maybe Cooper is running. Is that true? Or at milrose cooper city was going okay so some other price, unless eh? something's
2: changed i'm pretty sure cole was planning on but sounds like he's had another injury bad luck yeah it's not racing at usa's i think for a different reason then really? he didn't race at milrose so that's a bummer
0: yeah mm-hmm. i'm sure there'll be like every single weekend that i've looked at the names of the, like, the results from BU, I've been like, wow, all these good runners were there. Like, every week, it's like a ton of good runners. People are going every single and weekend. I go in there. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. So, I think...
2: I know it, Johnny's running, actually. Oh, He yeah. is running? Yeah. Okay. Plenty of good runners. Lives just down the road yeah. these days. Yeah. So, why
0: not? So, that nah, be sweet. I'm sure it be good. So, uh, we'll go... We'll, we plan on doing a little OAC race recap slash preview because this is... Uh, we are in between some... Big weekends of racing. We haven't even mentioned it yet. Ollie, obviously not here again. He's in Australia because he just raced at the World Cross Country. So we've got to give a big shout out to him and the rest of the Aussies for getting the bronze medal and the huge the relay. Absolutely sick race to watch.
1: That was so much fun to watch, <laughs> honestly.
2: It looked Manus. like the
0: hardest race I've ever seen. Yeah. There was I, only one left.
1: I really want to know how everyone's bodies are feeling, especially the people that ran the 10K. k. Um, I would be
0: nervous. I when watching them do one lap on it. I was like, how could you possibly do five laps? Did you see it was four
2: 34 degrees? Yeah. Ni- it 97 degrees it
0: was Fahrenheit. So hot. Oh my gosh. Just the absolute most insane. brutal, And you could, I mean, these are the best runners in the world. And they, I think the men's winning time for 10 was twenty-nine seventeen or something. So that just mm-hmm. tells you like how difficult it is out there. But yeah, we didn't, I didn't watch the uh, other races because it was past Morgan's bedtime, but. Seeing Ollie out there in the in the hat and the glasses. <laughs> the old head and the old I love that he let off. That was yeah, cool. he let off. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. it just it did look just so brutal. Like he's the running really form. Well. It was never flat. It was always <laughs> uphill, downhill, and then you had to go through the, the vineyards. Which yeah. was kinda silly was, because it only made sense to go through the closest one. Yeah, did you guys notice that? Not a <laughs>
2: single person went through the other side, obviously, because it was longer. Why?
0: Like you, what you really liked a different <laughs> yeah. type of wine, so you're gonna go. So across. you're gonna run five meters further, no and then do that. there's the tires. Did you see? Did you see Emma hurdle it? I'm so annoyed that I didn't see a video of it. Oh yeah, yeah we just saw. I saw a
1: screenshot on a uh, Twitter. That was pretty funny. I was wondering if anyone was gonna hurdle it. it makes sense that. Emma hurdled it. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Did you do of all of them that way or was I, just one little special?
0: I think it was just the one to pass the person, but I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I thought like you'd be pretty tired by the time you get to that point. Well,
0: because it's a hurdle, but it was also uphill at that point. Yeah, You're it was. You were uphill. going uphill. <laughs> After
1: that short turn.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, After 180, 180 degree yeah. turn. That looked terrible. But yeah, I would, I'm going to go back and still watch all the other races on YouTube because mm-hmm. that is the racing that... I mean, we, we talk about uh, it's tough to get, like, good people out to the races. I think it was really cool that in the Aussie relay they had a lot of good people. I mean, all the Australian teams were obviously really good, and the mm-hmm. the African country sent really good runners still, obviously with, like, the Europeans and the Americans, I suppose. It wasn't, like, tip-top, but I guess that's the way it always is with World Cross. It's hard to get people to get out there when they're doing indoor races and all that.
2: Definitely a lack of European talent slash teams it'll be interesting to see because world cross is happening again next year Mm -hmm. because this one is like three years
0: late i don't even know i think 2020 is supposed to be so. so
2: there's already another one next year in europe in croatia i think croatia yeah so it'll be interesting to see if europeans go to that one
0: apparently it's at the game of thrones yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if this what? is true or well, Ritz was just saying this but it's like at where like, they filmed Game of Thrones. That'd be that would sick. be
1: so cool. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that would be amazing to go do that. Yeah, I imagine there'll be a lot of Europeans at that one. I think something about the Europeans they're scared of flying all the way to... Tra- I mean, it's a very... It's, it's like such th- a long way. It's 30 hours of travel.
2: I'm very happy that Ollie went all the way there and, and is coming back with a medal. It'd be yeah. very sad mm-hmm. to go all that way and...
1: And they get another race in too.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. And yeah,
2: speaking of preview...
0: Yeah, so just to finish the World Cross, shout out to him and shout out to all the production of it because I think they did an amazing job and then they did a really cool yeah, thing.
1: with the drone.
0: drones, that yeah. incredible. They, they had yeah, a lot of fun. Did, that they was
1: were, a great host. Also,
0: the Aussie commentators actually were
2: funny because <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were using a lot of Aussie slang. No,
0: it was very entertaining. I think with World Cross, they realized that it is a great opportunity to just do stuff different, mm-hmm. yeah. not just have it like the same old, same old, just really like experiment a bit and it, it shows because it, does, it is very entertaining and then one thing that they did which is really cool is they kind of linked it up with the Mori Plant meet, which is in Melbourne on Thursday, so by the time this episode comes out, the meet will already have happened. And so I think a bunch of the people from that race, race that World Cross, are going to then race at this track meet, which will be very sick. Uh, Ollie is racing. Is he racing the fifteen hundred? I think it's a mile. It's a mile. Mm-hmm.
2: So with Cintra, Cintra, I believe. Cintra, yeah. Tanner is running Cintra. again. Um, Stewie maybe. He's in the three. K. he's in the three k. Three k. Fred Curley. Fred Curley. <laughs> That's the, the big one. I don't know, 100,
0: ASU. <laughs> I wonder how much money they paid him to go down to do yeah. that. They, they used... I don't think I they, mean, they really paid do Usain it anymore. I yeah, they paid they, yeah, like... they used to pay Usain... When I was younger, Usain Bolt would go do it. David Radisha would go do it. And Asbel Kiprop. They would pay all these guys like a lot of money. Especially Bolt, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know how much they're paying them. Hopefully, they're paying Ollie a lot of money, actually. <laughs> Hometown, so. Hometown hero. He, he deserves it. So, he's going to be doing that race. And then... Is it on the same? When is this Madrid race?
2: Day before, I think. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Madrid Indoor World Tour.
0: Okay, so this episode will be late for that as well. It will be late for
2: that. Damn it! That's
0: right. But my Mar- 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 and Jared chasing. I don't know. What I don't
2: they know. Very fast, fast time. <laughs> world record is three <laughs> <laughs> thirty point six zero. Did see no run a, reason? Jared's gonna I see run no
0: reason why yard.: can't. They do have that. Eric
1: pacing, so they're gonna be set Sonsky's up great. Yeah. They
0: probably do. They have lights. Eric doesn't even need them. Yeah, I'm just saying if they have lights, yeah, at 100 is breaking the, uh, breaking the record. If they don't have lights, still probably. Ethan's
1: yeah. flying out, so
0: yeah, if I think something special yeah. is going to happen. Grant Fish is in there. I mm-hmm. oh, forgot <laughs> about Grant as well.
1: Yeah, they were saying it's a small field, but I think it's better that way. I, I just think keep
2: so. It, keep it small and yeah. Is Mocha really I feel like Mon- that would be real there were spicy. There was smaller was in yeah.
0: recent holder. Everybody this morning on the run
1: and I can't remember.
0: Considering he just ran 7:24. <laughs> <That laughs> you think was he's insane. in pretty
2: good 1500 shape. So that one's going to be well, I there's no point saying worth watching cuz it's already happened, but
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll be watching that one and uh yeah. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll cover that one afterwards. We're going to say yeah, world record prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like making predictions when you got this will come out after the race. <laughs> yeah. And then the other big OSC races was Sinta and Sage both competed in national championship 1500s. Sinta came second narrowly in the Italian champs, which qualified her for Europeans, which is in Istanbul, in two weeks as well. And then Sage also narrowly came second, USA's getting beaten by Nikki Hiltz in it was a what time? Did they, it was a slow race. It was a big kickdown, fifty-eight or fifty-nine. Lost lap. Uh, it was like the best race there.
2: Actually,
1: really hard. Um, it was really entertaining to watch. It
0: was really
2: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was a good battle. I think fifty-eight and fifty-nine. That mm-hmm. sounds so fast. It That's is. like eight hundred meter pace. So fast they said there. they
1: were jogging to start.
2: That would be like guys closing in like fifty, isn't it? I
0: think 59. they were three I even minutes, know. <laughs> something like that. Through the sounds, K. Yeah. I guess when you so the races were at the altitude of Albuquerque and no one wants to go too fast at the start of the races. There we were ragging on USA's last week because we were just like no one cares about it. But The races were kind of entertaining. The ones I saw were pretty cool. I I still need to go back and check uh, why did did Josh Thompson end up getting DQ'd? Yeah, yeah that's bullshit. Actually, mm-hmm. hey, what's up with that?
2: It's it was like the smallest like hand. Bum I've ever seen. I didn't it's like indoor anything. racing. It's a 200 meter track, and they're running like 26 second pace. Of course, there's going to be like a little bit of contact. It's not like a no contact sport.
0: <sighs> so,
2: and ball. he he like was just a class above too. He didn't even look like he was trying.
0: As soon as that so race, it's a bum to see Yeah, when in a slow race like that, that's a Josh Thompson race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got that spicy kick. So he
1: responded well when everyone started to go when the race really started. I feel yeah. like all the championships you are He should have just been in, like, lane three. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just to make sure. Next time he'll have to Next do time. that. So annoying, though, these DQs and all that. But what are you going to yeah. do? Such is life. I guess it is annoying when they're just not consistent with it. Because then you just don't know. Like, sometimes people do the most horrendous things and don't well, yeah, get
2: disqualified. Someone said uh, Matt Fleet retweeted a video of Sage getting tripped at USA's when she broke her wrist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the so girl. there was no DQ with that? No. Nah.
0: It's it was like something
2: about being consistent, and it was just a video of Sage getting the, like breaking her arm.
0: Yeah, I'm, my head is flashing back to the 10K at was last year with Helen O'Beary just getting like yeah. absolutely bodied in the last fifty meters or whatever, and no DQ there for the world for the world title title. So it's like, what's going on here? Let's be let's be consistent. This is actually Jonas was telling me this is um, our Swiss connect. So this is, I doubt anyone would have heard about this in the U.S., but um, because, yeah, it's big news in Switzerland, though. They have, I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but they have the 60-meter women's world champion. Oh,
2: Jibbunji.
0: What? How do you say her name? I'm not sure. But... The two sisters. There two. are two sisters. And apparently, she she got, she like false started at the national championships that just happened and then she ran under protest and then they still just like let her win the gold like she didn't get dq'd and it was Even like after, oh and she like because a false start is not like a it's like a very clear thing like she false started but then they went and argued it and because she's like their biggest athlete because like, she's like their star yeah. and she has all like the sponsorships and stuff they ended up coming up with some excuse that it was like really loud in the stadium or something and so they just let to her. Get her to qualify for europeans probably well it didn't even is matter that, for that I it guess, didn't even matter because it's switzerland so like they they, hit, can, select. they <laughs> can select whoever they want but because she's just the best for some reason she didn't end up getting dq'd even though she technically false started and then it, that opened up a can of worms in my head which i'm like Jonas told me that you can always run under protest is this true or not
1: but then Devin Allen didn't get to run under protest. This protests. is my
0: whole thing. Yeah. Why would they... If you can always... No, so I always ran under protest too he did. the other day. So Jonas is going to be listening That's to hilarious. this. I know he's very confident about the rules, but I'm so confused as to... Like you would think that you would just 100% of the time the expectation why would, you would be to otherwise? run yeah. under protest.
1: Is it you can run under protest but then not at a championship? I don't well, know.
0: Well, this was a national champion. Yeah. He was yeah. telling me that Swiss athletes do it all the time and so now i'm confused because yeah it's like devin allen 100% would have run under protest Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure he asked too
1: he asked
0: like
2: he was like i'm pretty sure that was on the mic like asking if he could run under protest
0: so this stuff is should be black and white but it gets very confusing so Mm. dqs man they always suck have you guys ever this is random have you guys ever been dq'd before no I've been DQ'd Mm. one time. I haven't actually. In what distance? 800. 800. (laughs) But it was the classic, like, stupid young kid. I just stepped. It was one of the starts where 100 meters. Wait, actually, this is what the 800 always is. Uh, 100 meters, you have to stay in your lane, Mm -hmm. and then you cut across. And I guess I stepped on the line in the first 100 meters, and they DQ'd me. How old were you? Like twelve.
2: Wow, that would cutthroat. It was that it it state. <laughs> Damn, it in, was that
0: state? Yeah. In high
1: school, there were, there used to be a rule that you couldn't run with jewelry, and they tried to get all the girls like DQ'd with because we were wearing jewelry. I remember that. And then that rule got <laughs> that rule got changed right away when, um, yeah, you weren't allowed to be wearing like. Jewelry. Really?
0: Was that a was that a New Jersey? I don't know. A little but then we'd always room. like
1: be like taking our earrings off on the line.
2: <laughs> what?
0: there are some funny rules out there but yeah DQs is always spe- so funny
2: did you see well i mean i guess the speaking of elbowing helena berry g'day ended up getting dq'd from world cross i guess you haven't watched it
1: oh that's i saw i saw the finish yeah she, had she got help her. yeah
2: she didn't make it to the line and then someone helped her up and so she got dq'd
1: mm-hmm. i think that happened yeah she would have had to finish the
2: race without any help so yeah. this but is I, my question when it was happening i was like why are these people are so like they she, want to help her, but i was like you idiots like
0: was she what i i saw the fall but i didn't see like the aftermath was it what are we talking on a scale of like uh was it like coupatier level like like was she going to be able to finish or was she not going to be able to finish without assistance i mean she wasn't going to middle anymore okay but i yeah. feel like she could have got up and still like top 10 maybe,
2: maybe been could've. in the top yeah, 10 i don't think she don't think she, she wasn't like blacked out yeah i don't think it almost I guess like,
1: like the legs heat like buckled out it's
0: just some heat, heat exhaustion probably yeah. i'm not sure
1: was there a statement after
0: yeah i didn't see one yeah that <laughs> is I mean, a obviously her health
2: comes first but it's yeah like she probably still wanted to finish
0: i mean that could have cost her a bunch of money potentially i'm not sure with the contract i don't know if
2: it could have even the like the team result too yeah, I don't mean, know who ended up winning.
0: For... Wow, that is a weird one. Yeah, because you gotta like yeah, someone's collapsed in front of you You wanna help them out. Wait, if if a competitor helps you out
1: That's okay. That
0: is that okay? 'Cause I've seen so. I've Isn't... seen that happen before. That's what if, okay. What if
2: it's yeah. your what if you're it's your teammate? Could like another what Ethiopian I... girl help her? This is this is
0: a whole can of worms right
2: here. <laughs> it must be some like quite get out the rule book (laughs) it must be quite a long track rule book yeah now we've just talked about 10 different ways to be dq'd
0: because i've definitely seen races where you know someone else helps someone that's fallen over and they don't get oh yeah like in the olympics
1: at the olympics Mm -hmm.
0: with uh, abby and Nikki. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess if I don't you're think a, they got would I guess if you finish at like last, they don't <laughs> care. Like no one's gonna like protest that if it's that bad. I guess if you, yeah, if it's like your Ethiopian teammate helping you, so you guys are both like top fifteen or ten or whatever, then it's a little more sus. But I don't know. That's that is a weird situation where I bet people were yelling at them like, "Don't touch her." And then they were like we have to help her mm-hmm. because she's collapsed right now and she needs medical she'd like she maybe never she know. yeah you never know like it could not to be dramatic but it could be a life or death situation mm-hmm. i don't think they helped her to the medical team i'm pretty sure they just helped. They her just i don't know that <laughs> i need to go back i'm, I'm sure You're they like,
2: did you might have to fact check that one
0: um oh this is reminding me thank god i didn't forget this i have to give a shout out to my mom who competed at, oh, yes you competed at competed at the uh the Moss. so the the day after they had masters races, which are also in the heat of the day, like so dangerous. That's and amazing. She came third in her age group. Mm. So, Congratulations. Well done, Mom. And she said that uh she wanted to give thanks to there was a lot of coffee cup fans there, I guess, that came up and like knew her? Knew her. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> and, <dope. laughs> and they got like, so pictures good. with her and stuff so thank you everyone to the support also did see a bunch of in a similar vein so always signing a bunch of like funny stuff apparently he gave I away his up. dirty socks i like saw that no. in the <laughs> yeah, that's really funny yeah, that is my favorite Like
1: covered in mud
0: my favorite thing when a kid asks for something after a race i don't think I've, i can ever say no
2: yeah this i did i gave my jersey to someone after fifth Ave. And yeah. it was like raining. <laughs> I was just like getting <laughs> just wet. And I didn't know where my shirt was. So I gave it away and I'm just like standing in the street shirtless. I was like, fuck, I should buy a yeah. I need something. But
0: I would say a world cross country dirty socks is probably the top of the yeah. list. Like that's the that's, that's next the, level. The you probably
1: gave someone his spikes too because they're probably so trashed.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also can confirm that
0: all these socks slash shoes are pretty gross. His <laughs> feet the <speed laughs> I mean, smell. They like, they're dirty. They, they do. Uh, well, someone's gonna really treasure those. Then <laughs> that's awesome. Whoever got those, we need to get a picture of that because that. Never sure wash them. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put them in the glass. See, that makes it even more special, though, because you know it's got his scent. It's it's he's ingrained in the product. <laughs> probably so. has
1: a hole in it from Gus, you know. Yeah.
0: So that's the uh, that's all the racing going on with the team. A lot of action in what mm-hmm. I thought was kind of a quiet period. It's not. So. Very excited for uh, the upcoming racing. Good luck to you guys out in Boston. Hopefully, we get some fast times. Um, I think now would be a good time to take a bit of a step back with Josette and kind of dig into a little bit of your past. You ran at a well. This is probably a good time for the Mike. Is this a good time, Mike Smith story? All
2: right, we only have we we only say good things about Mike Smith, and we do it way too often. Mostly because Ollie's here. Josette is one of the very few people I know. With some shade on Mike Smith, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. I don't As requested by me, and Morgan hasn't heard this story. It's really good.
1: It's more sad. It? But oh it's yeah. More sad. Oh, well, um, no. Now we're
2: a few years past it, and we. I moved hopefully on. I moved on. It. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, it was kind of brutal, actually.
1: Yeah. So um, I started at UNC Chapel Hill, and I did two years there, and. Um, In high school, I was um, heavily recruited by Mike Smith to go to Georgetown, and I was between like Georgetown and UNC, and I ended up picking UNC, and that was like a really hard choice in that period of time, and um, two years later, I'm like, I just like, in my heart, I just felt like something wasn't right, and I decided that I needed to transfer if I wanted to really like pursue this running, because I loved... Chapel Hill. I loved everything about the school, but I think I picked it for the school not necessarily the running scene. And I wasn't happy w- with what I was doing. So I was like, okay, I, was think I need to going. make a change. It actually went a lot better sophomore year. Sophomore year was, um, a lot better than freshman year, but I definitely struggled a bit. I think it was also hard because in high school, um, I found success like super easily and things came really simple and I hadn't really dealt with too many setbacks and then college got hard quick (laughs) so I definitely after freshman year was struggling but I was like that's freshman year it's always a transition like I love Chapel Hill like I'm gonna stay and run sophomore year here and like then I'll make a decision of what I want to do and um that year went um a lot better but um something in my gut was still saying I think you need to make a change so I um reached back to coach Mike and um I was looking at a lot of Big E schools, actually, because you couldn't transfer, again, in the ACC in high school. I looked at a lot of ACC and Big E schools. Um, so I was definitely interested in running under Coach Mike and going to Georgetown. Um, and I was looking at Villanova and some other schools, too. But I felt like I really liked Georgetown in high school, and I had a relationship with Coach Mike, and um, he was still interested. And I was like, I feel like this would be a really – smooth transition to go to you and train at Georgetown. And, um, that summer I had heard a lot of rumors that coach Mike might be leaving to transfer, to go to another school. And I remember I was in like the midst of like putting in my papers to transfer. And I called him and we like, we talked for an hour on the phone and he reassured me that he wouldn't be leaving. And I was like, really? Cause like, this is a big decision for me. Like, and I'm kind of making it for you Mm -hmm. right now, because I didn't make a decision for a coach before, but now I kind of want to. And um, he reassured me that he wouldn't be leaving and like everything was good. And I felt really sure that I'm like, okay, I think we're good. And um, I transfer and then a couple days later, I see an announcement that he's going to NAU.
0: No way. And
1: I was like, what did I just do?
0: No way. How brutal is that? Yeah, because I I asked him,
1: are you leaving? Because just let me know now and I'll go to Villanova. Like, I won't go to Georgetown. Would
0: you have gone to NAU if you had known he was going there? I was about to say. No. I noticed that you didn't didn't follow him. Still wouldn't (laughs) have gone to NAU. (laughs) No, I
1: wanted to stay. I think I was looking to stay on the East Coast. And um, I really liked Georgetown still. And um, luckily, like... Julie Cully was the assistant at the time and she ended up taking over as the head coach, but she was also having a baby right when, um, coach Mike had left. So we actually had coach Bonzi coaching us, the men's coach for like, and the captains. So when I transferred, like it was a shit show to start, it was a lot of madness. And, um, I was like, what did I just do? Like I just, (laughs) I just made such a big life decision and, um, yeah, There was no message, it was just like the email to everybody about leaving. It was, it was tough, Come but on, um, luckily it, it all worked out eventually. <laughs> um, my fifth year,
0: <laughs> I don't know what to say about that because if, if he had left even like a month later, it would have been less bad. But the fact that it was literally two days later, so he yeah. must have already known that's he yeah, mm-hmm. he must have already known. So but- I was upset. But, at the, yeah, moment. you must have really not liked him for a little bit. Because it's like...
1: I was you, more just confused. Of
2: You would think he would have but, been like, yeah, so I'm actually going to flag. You should come there. Like you'd think he'd be trying to recruit you to NAU if he knew. Now, unless, unless he actually didn't know.
1: But I it seems unlikely. I remember during the conversation, I even was like... We were talking on the phone and I had him on speaker. And I was like typing out what he was saying just to see if I could even figure out if there was any <laughs> little hints like... Is there any word drops that I'm hearing? And now looking back, like the one hint was that like, oh yeah, like you'll really get to know um, Julie Cully, like she'll be a great mentor for you. And I'm Mm. like, was he hinting that she was going (laughs) to be my coach?
0: (laughs) Maybe he was. I guess, yeah, probably there's just so much more like complicated stuff going on. I think you see it whenever a coach leaves, it's always like madness and there's so much (laughs) going on and... It is unfortunate but at the end of the day in co- like collegiate coaching in particular you do have to kind of make the decision that's best for you and I think he probably he he probably still felt like if he hadn't done the best job possible to recruit you to Georgetown while he was still technically the Georgetown coach he wouldn't have been doing his job. Yeah. I think he and saw it, he it might as have like an like...
1: opportunity for Georgetown too and for yeah. me to have the chance to go there on your scholarship the same one like from high school just like have that chance and then um it was still a great school and the team was incredible. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he was just not allowed to say anything at the time, but it was just tough in the moment. And it was tough for the incoming freshmen. I bonded with them a lot because we were like we all went here for coach Mike. But it was funny because I didn't pick a school for a coach and then when I transferred, I did. And then look, the coach, coaches burnt. leave. So at the end of the day, don't you got to pick where you think you're going to be the happiest and it, um, it's hard to find because the running is such a big part of it. Luckily I had a great team around me and the coaching staff was still incredible afterwards um, but you kind of just have to, I was just following my gut at the time and um, some things are unfortunate with timing of things but it all works out in the end.
2: <laughs> so how, how good did you get for your fifth year? Obviously good enough.
1: I never made an NCAA championship all through, I in cross country made it as a team, but not on the track until my fifth year. And then that fifth year I ran um, 4.10 and 15.29 that summer, but I hadn't even run close. I, um, I was just like inconsistent and hurt through all of college. Like just never had a chance to get like a solid few months of training. And then my fifth year I didn't have cross country and so then I was able to just kind of like train and focus on indoor and outdoor, and we saw like a huge breakthrough with just being able to like train consistently and get my feet back under me. But I had a couple like fluke things of like getting a dog attack and then getting like a fracture in my femur from the dog bite. Yeah, what? my senior year, um, it more, was like
0: I want to hear more about that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I still have a scar on my leg. Um, How
0: did that happen?
1: I was on I was just on a run, and um, he. The dog didn't, or he or she, Um, I think I startled it. Like, and it it literally attacked me to the ground and like on my quad. And then a month later, I think I was compensating a lot and I had like a fracture in my, the shaft of my femur and I've never had a bone injury in my life. Like my first bone injury, it just made the doctors like you were just probably compensating way too much and it was pulling on your inner femur bone I don't even know but um Crazy. yeah that was like that took me out for like most of the senior year season um and then before that just like random ankle rolls and like weird pretty much I was like I need to be locked up in a freaking like hamster ball and never go outside and just run <laughs> on can the relate toe to that, path. <laughs> can yeah, Morgan that. my, my relate fifth that. year every single day I think I ran on <laughs> turf or the towpath because like I wouldn't even go on the trails I'm like can't risk it can't roll my ankle I, like my coaches were like, just play it safe, Josette. Like don't do anything. Alter Altergy, towpath, turf. That was my routine.
2: What's a
0: towpath?
1: The towpath, like the, um, flat, I guess like gravel. Oh yeah. We just call it the towpath. Um, <laughs> you don't
0: know the towpath? Come on. <laughs> I, you didn't, run a, didn't, you didn't <laughs> run a Georgetown? You didn't run a Georgetown? Georgetown towpath? <laughs> How do you not know that?
1: Just a flat, um, little gravel path that you can't get hurt on it.
0: <laughs> it's the safe place. It's safe place. It's a safe place. <laughs> It's a safe place. But you, so what did you come in into blaze then? In I the finished fourth
1: year? in the 5k fourth. in my first NCAA. To
0: finish, that was to finish your career, your college career. Yeah.
1: And then I ran that summer. I kept like running that whole summer and then like went out to like the sound running meet and like raced with like the Barman team in that 5k and then ran a couple 15s at Princeton and then ran USAs. And then I signed my contract with Reebok.
0: Yeah. Well, clearly you did well enough to get the attention at Reebok, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet. And then were you looking anywhere else?
1: Not really. Um, like, I was looking around, but not, not many people were interested, and Reebok was um, really interested. So that opportunity just came like – it wasn't like I was like heavily recruited to go look at a bunch of different teams to join. and It was more like I, I really want to keep pursuing this. Like, where is the best chance to do that? And Reebok um, was going to like fully support me to do that. And so that was like a simple, easy choice right there.
0: Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to the 2021 season – you probably you had what must be like one of the most impressive improvements, like as like the beginning of your pro career. Because then twenty twenty one, you came out and you were just crushing it. You ended it was twenty twenty one season where you ended like with you ran three fifty nine and 1450? Yeah. Mm-hmm. fourteen fifty.
1: Yeah, fourteen
0: fifty
1: one. Fifty one. And that was like. The third at the Diamond League final. That third at the like Diamond the, League final. It was like the dream season.
0: <laughs> yeah, you had a bunch of crazy results in was the Was one of those seasons where
2: did, did you not make the team? And I then... didn't make
1: the team in the 5K, and then we decided to... I trained really hard for a month, and we were like, let's run the 1500 to get ready for the sound 5K a week later. And it was a great race. Like, Jess was in it, um, Danny Jones, like a lot of big names because they were getting ready. Rachel, they, they were Rachel, getting ready to go so... to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And, um it was like set up really well, and I ended up running 359. It was like a
2: good Kate Gray season. Yeah. Run, yeah, it like, was, didn't make the team, the but door. Didn't. And that yeah.
1: And then that got me into Prefontaine and then Lausanne. And then I finished third at Prefontaine and third like at Lausanne. Grayson. And they're like, oh, you can run Brussels. I was like, great. And then I ran Brussels, and then that was enough to get me into the Diamond League final. And um, it was insane. Like, it was weird because we switched focus completely from the 5K to the 1500. Um, and it was, like, the most pleasant, refreshing surprise, especially after not making the team in the 5K. And, like, going into that season, I ran that 14.51 at a meet earlier in California. It was, like, paced by Emma, and Rachel was in it, and Emily Sisson. And that was a huge breakout. And I wasn't even being talked about about making the team until that race. And things had gone really well, like, leading up to the trials. And it was like, oh, Josette has a chance to make this team. But it was also, like, first Olympic trials, first yeah. – um, championship and it was a lot of um a lot of new attention and pressure and um fortunately didn't didn't make the team but then was able to really turn it around for the later summer part.
0: Yeah, I think I don't think I've seen many races where I, I I watched the video of that race and you're already celebrating before you cross the line. Do you, I, I not <laughs> know if sure. when when you break four at, at the sound running meet. She's like <laughs> crossing the line. She out kicks Jess Hall and she's crossing the line and like you can I think like I ran you. like
1: another twenty meters. Not like you, just slap the But I kept running and I I felt like I was high. Like, it was yeah. like...
0: You could see the look on your face. That it, like, exactly what you just described. But it's like, it's like the nicest surprise kind mm-hmm. of ever. Like, you change plans and it just, like, clicks. Did right. you break four again in the Diamond Leagues?
1: No, I ran four flat, .07. And then I ran another four flat, point like two. Mm. I kept running four flat. And then in the Diamond League final, ran four flat again. But they were all huge closing mm. races. Yeah. Um, even the 359... I went out in 2.12 and closed in, like, a 2.04. It was, like, a... Um, it was an interesting way to run it. I think that's, like, more... and That's my style of, like, running it easier. But now, um, with races, just, you go out so hard. Yeah. With <laughs> the races these days. But, um, yeah, so I kept running four flat right around there. But, honestly, when I broke it there, all I cared about was then, like, competing. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking about breaking four going into that meet. I knew... I was in good 1500 meter shape and all the other races were like prepped for the 5k. And this one's one where like, oh, you're really going to be like tested and have a great opportunity, a perfect night in California, great pacing. And it just all, it all clicked on the day.
0: mean, mm-hmm. I feel
2: like there's something behind this in that you were training for the 5k and had your best fifteen hundred season. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's not a coincidence <laughs> and, and probably a good sign for what you're doing at the moment. It seems like you're doing 5K Mm -hmm. training, but still running 420 already.
1: That's what gets me really excited. And Dathan too, because then last indoor season, um, we went kind of hard on the 1500 to make the world team and made my first world team and got to run in Serbia and finished fifth. But we were definitely hitting the 15 a lot harder compared to the year before. And And then I felt um, a bit tired from doing all that 15 work and we totally shifted to the 5k and doing strength work. And then I actually got hurt and strained my hamstring, like as we were trying to get back to the 15. So I think this approach this year, Dathan was like, I would rather you be slow right now. And we were like too cautious and just focusing on your strength and you hitting the track season hard for this indoor season, especially when nothing is really on the line. So I think we've been taking a more like conservative strength approach right now. And, um, Mentally, it feels a lot better, and Mm -hmm. um, physically, it's it's helping because it showed in Milrose.
0: Yeah, if you are going to look back at, like, that huge jump that you made to get you into, yeah, from kind of, like, just signing a pro contract to, like, being, like, one of the best U.S. distance runners, like, if you look back at that, what are kind of the lessons that you take from that? I mean, I'm sure you've looked back at it sometimes, like, when you want to try to learn from it, and I'm sure there's, like, some lessons to to share with other people as well?
1: I think, yeah, like, so 2020, that was my first year as professional and that was the year of COVID. And that was just so hard because one, adjusting to Coach Fox's training, it was taking a a long time to click because he's the type like, kind of throws you in it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you just wait for it to all click. And it literally took me a year for me to like accomplish a tempo under him. Um, Just everything was just like a different, different style than college. And that took a long time and just a lot of faith in like, trusting that it was going to click at some point. And then once it did, things just happened like really smoothly. And I just went into each race, like just focusing on competing and like racing. I think I wasn't worried about times at all. I just wanted to win. And, um, I was able to do that a lot in the 2021 season. Like my first pro win was Drake Relays and that like set the tone for the rest of the season where I just approached every race where, I was going to go in and compete and like give myself a shot and not be afraid to put myself in it and see what happens. And in a way, like the 2021 season was went so smoothly where sometimes it's like, Oh, like I feel like I learned more from my 2022 season when things were going harder that outdoor season than I did in the 2021. Cause things were just so like easy. Like I was showing up like super confident and was like, I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to mm-hmm. show up and compete. And then, in 2022, every race was, like, uh, the status of a diamond mm. league. Like, I opened up the outdoor season at Prefontaine when, mm. like, there was no no little meets going into that. Like, even this year, like, opening up at the Milrose Games, just, like, it gets hard when you're, like, opening up at such a high level and you just kind of remember. Um,
2: I remember we were doing pre-meet together that yeah. day. And I was, like, asking how you were feeling for it. And you're like, well, I haven't raced yet, but tomorrow's Prefontaine. So, <laughs> yeah. that was
0: funny. It was really, crazy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And then even on the, we ran into Nick Simmons on the subway going into Milrose and he was like asking the team like what they've done. And he, and I said, oh yeah, I'm opening up. He's like, so you're opening up at the Milrose games? Like, how does that make you feel? I'm like, it's a little scary, but, uh. Thanks for asking. I did it last year, so we're going to do it again this year. Um, just everything gets a little bit elevated, but I think it all goes back to like trusting your training and like your progression and like really focusing on yourself and not worrying about like how other people are getting to their point because everyone's journey is so different and my journey has definitely been really unique and different than most and um i'm just like really grateful to be healthy and have the chance to race
0: yeah i think that's like that's a very wise takeaway i think for anyone who's listening because we do often get questions about people struggling with injury and one of the positives about being injured is you do learn a lot like and not just being injured but also yeah any of the difficult times when times are good you don't think you just you just press it you just keep (laughs) running with it but then when you're tested that is when you really learn more about yourself and you learn some lessons that are probably going to help you now for the rest of your career whatever so um now you like you probably like now you know like when you're in 2021 you're just crushing and then 2022 you're probably like all right we're going to keep crushing like you don't think it's ever going to like you don't think about that but now Mm -hmm. you know for sure like more probably like what it is you need to be able to perform. And now you're in this new setup and you're like, I got everything I need. Like I'm in the right shape and now it's just like time to race and you kind of have that mentality. So I think it, in the long run, it does help a lot. That's, what, like, I, that's what I tell myself at mm-hmm. least.
1: And like no path is so smooth and perfect. And I think in 2021, it, that's what it felt like. And now in 2022, it's like, oh yeah, you. it's okay. Like you can race when things aren't going so smoothly, it's okay to take a couple days off. Like I didn't run Dr. Sanders cause my hamstring flared up in the pre-meat workout and I traveled there and we, Nathan and I decided not to run. And it was like, I didn't let that affect like what the outcome of Milrose was going to be, even though there were so many questions. It's like, now it's like, I'm not as afraid for everything to like, no, nothing needs to be perfect. It's mm-hmm. like you still have a huge foundation under you. And I think that is something i keep reminding myself of that like it doesn't need to be perfect you just have to give yourself a shot
0: yeah you know if now things are good enough and that you're in the right spot it doesn't matter whether it's opening up a milrose or it's pacing through 15 minutes of a 5k <laughs> like you can do it because you you've got that foundation under you and that's probably the best feeling
2: i think it is that it is like such a good way to connect i think it's like you just have to have a short memory mm-hmm. in the good times and the bad like, cuz once you come you know once you come third in the diamond league then you know it's it's natural to just be like oh next year that's, i'll come second. again next yeah, year that's i'll win like, like the bottom like yeah that's, you put that when pressure you put on put yourself when you set the bar that high like it's it's dangerous to just compare yourself to that every time you mm-hmm. kind of have to just like forget that happened and then equally forget whether it was a bad day that come up that came up and then and just take each one however mm-hmm. it's going because unless you're Jakob or maybe Yared at the moment Yeah, most people do a lot of losing in this sport mm-hmm. there aren't that many people that are just winning every single time they step on the track so a lot of the time you're mostly um, losing and, and hopefully learning hopefully
0: learning and hopefully yeah, and yeah just improving in yeah. some way so that's a lot of wisdom right there <laughs> shit we're so smart <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've kind of talked about a lot of good stuff is there anything else that you want to talk about today
1: um i don't know i'm just like i'm really excited to be part of the oac team it's been really fun few months and um i'm just excited to it's really special to be part of this team and like yeah we're like naming all the meets that everyone's going to it's really cool to see and follow everyone's path and like be there at practice now it's like i've followed all of you guys before and now it's like i'm on i'm on your team and we're all on the same team and it's it's really exciting and special and i'm excited to be part of it and see how it grows in these next few years
2: we love having (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: you. so kind so kind yeah amazing addition well thank you very much for joining the team and thank you very much for coming on the show um yeah, we definitely wanted to get you on here as as soon as we could and now we found the right moment coming off Milrose and heading to Boston this week. So, best of luck with that race.
1: Thanks so much. Yeah, my shout out to my High school teammate Veronica Rocco. She's a big fan of you guys, and really? she's really excited that I'll be on the pod. So
0: take that box. I mean, I'm sure we'll have you and on again some at some point in the future. But I think that's it for episode 74. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We'll see you guys next week.